Hey everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by our one and only sponsor, Believe It or Not. That's right, the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and Auditorium in Hollywood, California. It's on Hollywood Boulevard, right at the intersection of Hollywood and Highland, a.k.a. the crossroads of entertainment. You could see a movie premiere... You could see a Jimmy Kimmel live musical performance. There's so many things you could do on Hollywood Boulevard, but only one of them will ask you to believe it or not. That's right, the auditorium. ODD, guys, not AUD. That's pretty cool, right? I know. I want to go. That's what you're saying. But I don't want to pay two full-price tickets. Well, guess what? Because you're listening to this podcast, you can get two for the price of one. That's right. After 5.30 p.m., it's a buy one, get one brought to you by this year podcast. Just mention it, and you will be gifted two people after 5.30 p.m. for only $20. Oh, my goodness. And then you are welcome to hit the streets. Get a hot dog, maybe a sausage with some peppers. There's a there's a Starbucks on that street. There's just so much. You could do anything. Take a picture with a guy who's dressed like a fat Batman. You could do that too. It's really a great place and a walk of fame. Anyway, here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. My name's Matt. My name's Andy. Uh, I know what you're all thinking. Why wasn't there an episode on Friday? We loved it so much. Just kidding. Most of you hated it, and uh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's really the great experiment is over. Strong opinions all around. Yeah, so anyway, thanks so much. I hope you enjoy the show that is the normal show, intact as you like it. Whatever. I don't care. I was willing to swing with it either way. I was following Captain Myra's orders, and uh, you know what? I got to say, uh, for all of the flack uh, that was uh, directed at the podcast, yeah, all you had to do was, if you wanted to listen to it as a whole, just wait until Sunday. But that being said, uh, I'm happy to ha- give everybody whatever they want. Uh, yeah, in terms I, of this nonsense, I, I couldn't believe the uh, strong of, opinions. A lot of strong opinions. <laughs> really, I honestly, guys, it's a podcast. You'll be fine. Just listen to it whenever you want to. So you're putting it back, though. You're giving it back to them. Giving uh, them their. I whole... mean, mostly what they're dealing with right now is the fact that our schedules were very different last week, and our time to record is today, and right. the podcast is going to go up today. Right. So we sort but, of backed uh, into it. Yeah, so they're getting a full episode. I, I will say, though, that uh, there may be a couple of weeks here and there coming up pretty soon that we won't be doing a podcast because you guys are jerks. Just kidding. Uh, I have to go to San Francisco next weekend. Andy's on set. I'm not on set. It's Our schedules are going to be wonky. We're going to try. It's 
it's try our best. Be, we got it. We got a little bit of a rough patch coming up, but yeah. we're going to do our best. Yeah, that's the that's the part of the podcast that uh, you know. Look, if I could, if I was allowed to put out some kind of half mini podcast, <laughs> all right, don't don't be passive aggressive. Then I could possibly make something work, but they <laughs> the need the whole thing at once, and because of that, whatever. You know what I should have done, Andy? Is what should you have done? The first time we went over three hours, I should have cut it in half. Uh-huh. Done a to be continued and released the other half the next week. I would have saved you and I some headaches. I would have gotten the audience accustomed to such a thing. But I failed as a podcast uh, host and as a person who uh, consumes these things. So you I'm know. still maintaining that maybe we should do that uh, for the uh, for the Patreon ones that go long, especially when we got those movies, because that's a lot of material. Yeah, but we're going to be sitting there recording them at the one time anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't do anything for us. No, I don't but know. I guess it would save us the next month of... It gives, gives the attention of just like, oh, what what are they going to say next about this thing? i got to tune in next time. We said in the Patreon that you would be getting a bonus podcast that would be 30 minutes long. Guess what? <laughs> it's us. So the last one, I think, was over two and a half. It's 2.25. Uh, that was after I took 11 minutes of Andy and I just listening to Iron Man. <laughs> If like I was want, like I gotta pull some of this out because it's like us. If you want to release just the with poor like audio version of Matt and I silently watching Ooh, Iron wow, Man, wow, I love it. The suit, um, but I, I enjoyed that. That was a fun uh, us us talking about our, uh, yeah first nice. MCU movie Iron Man on the President's Patreon. Level. Nice to talk about another nerdy franchise. Uh, you know, and, and the Black Mirror one was also very very long. That was at the Lieutenant's level last week. And guess what, guys? The uh, the Patreon. Um, subscribers have 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 spoken. Ninety three votes. A landslide. Sixty eight percent voted at the president circle level for Hulk, the two thousand eight Ed Norton MCU version. I would have been disappointed if they hadn't for uh, marveling with Matt and Andy. Uh, so that is what you will get in October at some point. Our only our only promise based on the insanity of our schedules that we will give it to you before the month is out. I, it's a, that's also like a big it's a, it's a big ask, but we're going to do it. And at the lieutenant's level, 183 people voted, and it was a 55% vote, oh, also not, a landslide. Uh, not as, not, not, as, as not as extreme as the uh, end of it. Although there was nothing else that even came close. Uh, for the Orville pilot, the Star Trek style semi-comedy from Seth MacFarlane. You know what um, I need more of in my life, Andy? What's that? Semi-comedies. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, I enjoy it. I think you're going to enjoy it, too. I haven't seen it. I've never seen it. I deliberately didn't watch it because I was busy over in the world of disco. Well, we're going to watch at least one episode of that. So if you're interested in either of those things, uh, shoot on over to the uh, to our Patreon. Pew, pew. And um, pew, pew. subscribe to pew. one of the levels. Pew, pew, pew. pew. Some content at the lieutenant's level and even more content at the president's level. We answer Q&As, et cetera. No, we don't. We don't. Well, we don't. Now that we have to do these giant two and a half hour things, it's it's like, what else do they need from us? For crying out loud, Andy, we can't go Patreon only. It's the only time of the week we'd have is uh, to sleep. Well, Matt. If even. Well, I also was. I threw a couple of the Q and A's in uh, in the in the oh, podcast he's here. So sneaky. So <laughs> we're going to answer their questions anyway. Mm. Uh, Matt, 
Should yeah. they watch this no. episode no. of Star Trek, Suddenly no. Human? No. One of the classic episodes of Next no. Generation? I refuse to ever make anyone watch this episode. Yeah, I don't really have a vote in this area, but I would agree. <laughs> it's it's not... It's like every not every second of this episode, I'm like, what? Why? What? No. <laughs> Except for the racquetball scene. You gotta love the Anbo Jitsu racquetball scene. <laughs> you know what? I didn't care for it. <laughs> Matt, why don't we shoot over in the uh, Admiral's Club a f- couple of steps down the corridor here? Oh, so uh, you're telling me, Andy, that we started this on the... On <laughs> I wonder if getting an assistant will change side? this part of the, uh, oh, the show. I, I don't think it will. There, <laughs> no? There's no way it could. They can't help it if I'm clicking on things that are completely the wrong thing to click on, and it's a whole situation, and... You know, we have to go into the Admiral's Club. Matt, do you want me to build this sound effect into the Admiral's Club theme? No, Andy, that would just... that. The, <laughs> he wants power a, over the doors. A, this is a two-hander here. This is a... For some reason, the doors work. don't open on this on this ship for me. Yeah, well, here. We just do it. There you go. No, I didn't plug what, in. He's There's not plugged in. Welcome to the show. And he was yelling at me to get the door open. <laughs> it's true. I Meanwhile, was just as unprepared as he there was. There we go. Now, I would say you were, well, you were similarly unprepared. Not as a matter of fact, let me do this. Oh. <laughs> you don't let me not do that. Andy. Anyway. Look, we, we, I, I came, we came back out into the hallway. Okay. There we go. God. I hate this. Do you? This is my least favorite. I mean, it's beautifully done. At that, <laughs> so let me just say that. Like, it's well done. The people that sent it into us are amazing, and it sounds great. But it's like of the annoying. Zoo crew kind of things we do. Yeah, that is number one in my book. It's definitely that's the most classic zoo crewy. I think the others have a little bit more of a of a, I don't know how I would describe it. Well, let's get in there. All right. Go to iTunes, leave a five star review, and join the Admirals Club. Our first Admiral, we are admitting. Andy, uh, all they have to do is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I can never tell sometimes whether you want me to ask you uh, how did they get in or not. But you always do. Why not keep it going? Okay. There you go. I you answered guys, it before you, guys you heard it. it. So the next time I, I mocked for, for asking a question that was just said in the song, well, Andy, you it's can all song. remember this moment. Well, this, is how it would, this is how it would have gone. Go ahead and uh, ask. Okay. Matt, how do they get into the Admiral's Club? Andy, it's all right there in the lyrics. I don't really understand why you keep asking <laughs> me, fair. but... Why am I being accused of this? what I'm saying is all you have to do is go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> it's, uh, thank you for that helpful information. Um, our first uh, Admiral is uh, Tim.AIF. That's a type of a sound, sound file, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, it might be AJF. I can't. It's hard to say. It's okay. It doesn't need to be said. My other podcasts are suffering. Uh, I think this is the best partnership chemistry between two people. I started listening to The Best of Both Worlds. See, people did start listening on that one. You thought they wouldn't start listening on that one, Matt. No. And, and that's not what I said. It isn't? No. I always said that was going to be the big episode. I feel like I said that. No, 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 no. Because no, no. I showed it. you the numbers for things like Yesterday's Enterprise, and I said, look, this is what happens when a good episode comes out. People actually want to hear us. I was interested in making that episode better, and you said... No, I said, don't lie to the people. 
Don't like take a girl out to places you would never go once you're actually married. Uh-huh. You got to show them what they're getting into. <laughs> Wait, is your stance that when you take a girl out, you should be exactly the way you're going to be 10 years into a marriage? You want to be fair. <laughs> you should be your person that you are. There's no courtship period? No. Oh, that's crazy town. No, 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 no. Oh, that's insanity. You got to put you got to put forward your best self, minimally your best self. Sometimes you're going to be a crappy version of yourself. Sometimes you're going to be your best self. I'm always the best version of you. <laughs> well, that is an upsetting proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, um, in the podcast, you are constantly repeating that no new listeners were listening. I, I don't know who was repeating that. I don't know. I don't think I did. Anyway, well, I did. Since then, I've listened to the first season casts. I'm so sorry. 25 casts. Uh, I will catch up eventually and also listen to new i'm up i'm a postman in the uk and it is quality listening to pass my round uh apart when you make me laugh and i randomly start laughing in the middle of the street many thanks <laughs> tim who a postman in the uk an english postman tim thank you for helping the royal mail a british postman i wonder how it's different over there i wonder if they're more efficient or less efficient you know, I think it's uh, hard to be l- less efficient than the United States Postal Service. Don't mess with my postman. What? Don't mess with my mail. What? Who, who, I'm saying who it to the rest of the other postmen out there that might hear the podcast and just because they're going to mess with our mail because you uh, you, you besmirch their good name. I Look, I know our mail uh, ladies that come through here and I can guarantee you without... Any shadow of a doubt. <laughs> they are not in the truck listening to this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, another Admiral is C Diggy23, who says, You make me happy. Love this pod. Took a short break while on maternity leave. Congratulations. I have a three year old who never stops talking. Kids go to daycare and, and I'm back at work. Luckily, I have several episodes to enjoy on my commute. You guys are great. Thank you. And welcome to the club. And Matt. We can step over into the um, to the president's circle Here now. Here we to go. See all the fine people. The United Federation of Planets President's Circle. I already put in the stuff about the Patreon level votes. Uh, we'll just say that uh, Elliot and I also said, uh, I voted for Cheers, but in my heart of hearts, I'd love it if they've covered Terminator or Terminator 2. I know. Um, so that may be added at some point. I'm a big Terminator guy. I've said this a number of times on our, I believe, on the on the, on the the President's Circle podcast. I think Terminator may be in my perpetual top 15 minimally. The first Terminator movie? The first Terminator. You're See, wrong. I'm not, I know, we've ta- argued about this. Maybe better. that's... That's a thing we should put in Patreon so we can argue about no, it. No, because that would be crazy, Andy. We have so many Marvel movies to get to. That's true. There's 17 left. Uh, that's true. 17, huh? Yeah. Um, and uh, Ryan Lemieux says, I cannot stress enough the Jeopardy episode of Cheers. Is that your favorite? Oh, sure. No. My favorite is uh, uh, Don Juan in Hell. Um, Which one is season that? Season four. Uh, Sam helps... Uh, Diane with her uh, human sexuality class studies where she's the case study. Great one. Uh, and then like the class comes to observe him because they don't believe he's real. It's a whole it's a it's really great. It's a uh, it's a so uh, great Fief Sutton episode. What a great episode. What a great show. Yeah. 
Kelly Newman said, I've been in Vegas all week. No Iron Man slots anywhere. They change them out too often. It's all at Aztec or Dragon bullshit. It's all Aztec or Dragon bullshit. Yeah. The Monopoly uh, wheel, wheel slot mm-hmm. and Sex and the City are very good to me. Next yeah, time I, the, on slotting. I've played the Sex and the City one a couple of times, and it's been pretty decent. There is one Iron Man if you're at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, in uh, Las Vegas, uh, head closest to the uh, Vesper Bar. That's the bar closest to the front Ooh, hotel a lot desk. Of pieces of, and you'll see a bank of Harley Davidson um, slot machines. And then, if you look over to your right, you will see a slot machine bank that has four machines. Two of them are the Godfather, and two of them are Iron Man. Uh, I want some three. decent. I had some decent hits on the uh, Godfather game there when I go. was there. Um, and on the Vesper uh, tangent, mm-hmm. I'm feeling very tangenty today, guys. So you may want to skip ahead. <laughs> um, uh, Time will be noted. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I started listening to it. But uh, I've been playing the uh, Chris uh, Cornell, is it? Yeah. Uh, Bond theme. You know my you name. Know my name? Sure. For some reason, me and me and Gorley were really heavily. This was for the, you, James Bonding heads out there. We're really heavily, I think, down on you. Oh no, you and I no, were down I, on, I, I don't care on him. For it. He was the one Gourley who loved likes it. it. Yeah, you've joined Gorley in the pantheon of I liking. I really that song. enjoy it. Sure, and uh, and it made me go. You know what? I want to see that opening scene where he gets his double O status. I turn it on. Even bought it, and uh, I watched the whole thing. I'm texting Matt bunch of questions about mr white and yeah and uh and i even as when you said oh a lot of those questions are answered in the sequel Quantum of solace yeah started watching andy andy once again he doesn't ask questions that can be answered by the movie what he <laughs> likes to do is ask questions that um need to be resolved in another session of storytelling and well, uh well in fairness know. they they well i guess they were I was not satisfied by Bond not getting himself free at the end of that movie. That, that he just—it's just luck. I mean, it's not luck; it's Vesper's doing. But it's love. It's not luck; it's love, Andy. I don't like it. James Bond should get himself out of the situation. Anyway, um, Alexis Boussier, B O U R S I E R. We're still in the president's circle. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, pal. Uh, sent us $3.59. Oh, my God. What? Says, this is from fucking July? I don't know when we're ever going to be free of it. There are still people who are saying, I sent you a PayPal thing, and I look, and they're there. This is crazy. Anyway, he says, I'm the president now. You're so, not, he's sorry. very confused. That's not You're not what the that president. means. I apologize. You're just allowed in no. here. Yeah. Um... And uh, just for an announcement for the people in the president circle, very few people respond to my request for subspace messages. Yeah, this uh, is where those subspace messages would get read. So if you're a listener of this podcast and you want to be singled out and be no, awarded no. a Christopher Pike Medal of I'm Honor. I'm changing it. Uh, I think uh, I'm just going to put up a post. People respond to the, the Q&A posts, and we're going to include the subspace messages in those. And I'm going to pull from that for this part, which okay. is what, Matt? This is the United Federation of Planets President's Circle. Uh, Christopher Pike Medal of uh, Valor Award. And here's one from Andrew Hook. I was beginning to get worried last month that I would be forgotten until the very end of family. Found out that I was the very last name mentioned. I have to say it's true. They do keep the best for last. Keep up the great work, guys. Well done, Andrew Hook. 
who wanted to be called Captain Hook. But uh, that's a <laughs> fake rank you'll have to uh, attain when we uh, have a, a captain's level, Andrew. There, uh, how would there be a captain's level? You're already in the president's circle. I feel like that's pretty much it, right? And we'll see. Um, from uh, Lieutenant J.D. Cohen, uh, he just wrote, Come on and slam. Welcome to the jam. Do you know what that is, Matt? No. Well, maybe this will refresh your memory. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Oh, is this from Space Jam? I've never seen Space Jam. Well, I uh, started to watch it, weirdly, on a date the other night. I did not propose it. She proposed it. And I started to watch it, and uh, uh, I really enjoyed it. What I saw, Matt. Andy, are you dating a 12-year-old from 1996? <laughs> Look, I don't see age, Matt. <laughs> My time machine gets me out of all kinds of loopholes. <laughs> when two souls meet each other. Um. Anyway, I think we should add that to the... Uh, no. To, you don't want to watch Space Jam? It's space There's themed. five things on each link. We got to start whittling that down. Well, we give we them like a thing of three. We got lieutenants. We got president circle. We got, no, I already whittled it down. To what? Now, how many choices are there? Let me look. Let's see. We got... Ugh. So slow. Um, okay, here's what we have. We have... Um, more hails. I can take that out. This is for the president's well, How many level. people voted for that? 4%. What, how many number of people? Uh, a uh, 93 votes total. I don't... I can... Do you want me to figure how, out... How, what? 93 votes and that's 4%? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, that should be much higher. There aren't... There aren't a thousand president circle members. People are voting multiple times. No, they're only allowed one vote. Well, how are there 93? Oh, 93 votes total makes more sense. Yes. Okay, so 4%. I, I get what you're oh, saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, 93 votes total. Thank I you. apologize. Thank I was confused. You. I was also confused. Um, and then there's 3% for the A-team pilot. Is it, so that's, the, again, gone, gone. Okay, take out the A-team pilot. If there are less than 10 people voting for it. Go. Get okay. out of here. Right. Out of here, A-team. Okay. Um, Who's I, next? Who am I eliminating now? Cheers got 11%. That's uh, more than 10 people. Okay. You're you're sticking around, cheers. Okay. Uh, 14% for the TNG. Sticking around. Okay. And then 68% for Hulk. All right. That's going to go. We're going to swap out Hulk. Okay. Uh, and then you got, uh, I, I included 18 pilot and cheers in the uh, lieutenant's level. They got a little bit higher. So this was 183 t- votes total. Yeah. And it's uh, 4% for more hails. Take that Gone. out. Um, 12% for A-team. Stays. 16% for cheers. Stays. And Thir- stays. 13%. Okay. And then 50%. So uh, do you want me to come up? Should they always have five options? Sure. Okay. Maybe four. Let's make it four options. Well, if it's four options, then we're okay. So TNG commentary track, people didn't care for that idea? That You mentioned that after we put Oh, okay. Well, I th- look, uh, be on the lookout, guys. I, I, I'd like to add uh, the idea of like Andy and I doing a full-blown, bl- full full-length commentary track to uh, some of our favorite, least favorite episodes of TNG. So uh, think about it. You guys hit play when we tell you to hit play, and you just listen to us. In, on your computer while you're watching Star Trek The Next Generation and it's like an audio commentary track by two geniuses who have never had anything to do with making the show. 
There you go. Um, okay. Wait, this is not the right page. Everybody hang on. Hang on, I'll get you out of there. Um, okay. Uh, and that's... That's the Admiral's Club. <laughs> no, it's no, the, that's president the President's Circle. Circle. But we're done with both things. Oh, so we have to like immediately get out there? Yes. All right, I guess I will just go ahead and use the transporter. Sight to sight us. Well, since it was sight to sight, then the Admiral's <laughs> Club clothes theme doesn't play. That's true. However... If someone were to exit out of that door, it would play. It is time to open the hell bag. Mm, why? <laughs> why? Why? Um, this will not be changed by having an assistant either. Or a lieutenant. What should we call our the person who's going to help us? Well, I think they would, if they were going to be here while we were doing the podcast, yes. A, they'd have be, to be local, and be B... Engineer. Would they be the chief engineer then? Well, yeah, but they'd also, they would they would then be in charge of sound effects. Okay. We'd have to like build out a sound effect board for them. We'd have to have them build themselves out of sound effects. That's an board. interesting question. Would you guys prefer that, or would you prefer my fumbling? It's an interesting question. And Matt's uh, also endl- endless door I'm opening. Also fumbling. So, um, so uh, Drew Parkinson from the President Circle said, uh, and I, I just have a follow up email that's more in depth. Uh, would you co- would you consider this is off of Brothers, the previous episode? Would you consider Data's programming analogous to a soul? Is Data's inner self his programming, or the sum of all of his parts? And then Skylar Walker writes, "Emotion chip bullshit." Hi, Andy. I hope you haven't missed the opportunity to comment on Brothers. I just wanted to say he said hi, Andy, because I'm the one who reads him. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that I hate the emotion chip, and I uh, think it significantly undermines the legitimacy of Data's unique emotional profile while in brothers Noonien does say imply that data has his own kind of feelings in the later movies they treat it as if it's necessary for data to be a real boy or whatever uh i don't know anyway i just wanted to get you guys thoughts on this and maybe the message is short enough that matt won't give you any grief secunda skylar oh it just it was good until you said secunda now <laughs> you're getting you the grief then you get a sense you got the grief <laughs> just just short of a secunda um so uh Look, we Andy and I both think that Data has emotions, but Andy is more. I mean, I don't know if he's if it's just a theory or if he actually thinks it. So I'll turn the question to him. Do you think that he knows that he has emotions and is fucking with everyone? Uh, that's a theory. That's not a right. thing I believe necessary, but necessarily. But uh, in terms of the idea of him through the storytelling, though, what do you what do you think is happening? I. Th- I think certainly the writers want us to believe that he definitely has emotions Mm -hmm. and I think has a soul, although it's really, you get into a real tricky area when you're talking on that level, spiritual level, what you mean. But I really got to say, especially that now that they dug into it so deeply in Brothers, I don't know, I'm really... I'm really confused about it. Like, at what point, if you're designing a program on your laptop to react to things as, you know, even in a, if I say something mean to you, you, I mean, I guess you can't make it feel. Can data feel, like, physically? Uh, Does he have feedback of touch? He has nerves, but, like, can he feel pain? He can't feel pain. Correct. Yeah, he doesn't feel pain. But he probably can feel that some something is damaging his exterior, and he should 
like move. I think the show's perspective is very firmly on the side of that he is basically a person. And I don't know. I agree with that. You do. Yeah. He's he's you know, he was also programmed to learn mm-hmm. and grow. So you're and saying I he, think over time over he the developed last a seventeen soul. years he spent with the humans, uh-huh. he's come into his own as a as a being. When does consciousness happen? When can you call it consciousness? Uh, you know, this is not the podcast to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So I'm you sure believe he's like an NPR? You believe he has a soul, that. though? I don't believe anybody has a soul. Oh, well then, oh, it's interesting. You don't believe he has a soul, but you you no believe one does. you believe he what? What, how would you sum up? I believe he has consciousness. You believe he has consciousness, but not a soul. Okay. And therefore, he should be treated like a person. Of course he should. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know. Even though uh, he's just an implement, a tool, a well, device. I think he should be treated like a super person. <laughs> so you think he should be treated like an overlord? Yeah. Well, honestly, if he needs me to kneel to him, I will. Because, uh, quite frankly, he's a very powerful, super intelligent <laughs> robot. You know what I want to write? I want to write the thing where Data and Khan face off. In uh, some sort of uh, karaoke competition, or like, I would watch a karaoke a bowling. competition. Would you watch a bowling competition? It's an interesting. It's interesting. Because By the way, they would both be very good at like a bowling situation. Data would definitely win a bowling. I don't know that he would because, because Khan is a superhuman. He's a superhuman, but who's, Data probably got. He's, he's great at all kinds of things. Here's a question. I don't know if you know it. It seems like something that might be in your expertise. Isn't bowling an intuitive? skill and not just a mathematical skill because you have to kind of read the slickness and the the changes in the ball and the changes in the surface well yeah you have to like know how your ball is going to grip how well the lane is waxed etc but i think data and con could both pick that up pretty easily but data could repeat identically the same move every time and that would agreed but it doesn't take a super like pete weber one of the great professional bowlers of all time is not a superhuman <laughs> he's a bowler uh-huh and does he always bowl 300 so what i'm saying is like, no of course not but uh would data always bowl 300 look i think it's a best of three i think they could both bowl 900 i think data would kick the ass at con in, uh, in bowling i'm not saying in every competition i think it actually he con might have the edge in a karaoke competition because that would take more of a uh, of a, a creative uh, I don't know. spin. The way that Data can replicate all these oh, various true. voices. <laughs> he can sing like any singer in history. Yeah, so. Well, it depends if you're judging on originality and, or not. Well, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. But he could also. But I could also be like, uh, Data, what would it sound like if, if Tom Petty sang this Elvis song and he could do it? Yeah. Send in your thoughts to that one. Um, all right, here's another one from um, from uh, Command Chief Petty Officer Master Sergeant Rob Garrison, who runs uh, our face group. Um, Data's length of service. There was a lot of. There's always a lot of ongoing debate about rank and such. I thought Matt might be interested in this protocol issue. In an amazing Season 5 episode, Data states he has been in Starfleet for 26 years. So in Season 3, he has been in for about 24 years. Uh, the dude who wasn't quite on the mark, I think he's referring to someone who sent us a voicemail last also, week. Also, not me. I don't know. And Matt is more correct. I think he was saying you were more correct okay. in your evaluation. Yes, there is rank. Um, there is rank in the person and rank in the job. Sometimes it causes problems depending on the person's level of professionalism amongst officers slash NCOs of equal rank. However, just as much 
as Data uh, is the ops officer. He is also the second officer. Yeah. Uh, just like Spock was the first officer and science officer. He has two positions. That's what she said. Uh, oh, Rob. Um, which he has to balance. Now he can barge into engineering or wherever and start telling the department head who is the same rank. Can he, can he t- start telling the department head who is the same rank what to do? Well, a professional would not in any case. Perhaps what we would need to know is what the job description of the second officer is. They may not have the same uh, discretion that the first officer has. I think if the second officer pops into your domain and starts telling you to hop to something, you as an officer of the same rank and department head need to decide if what they're saying makes sense is a safety issue or whatever. One of the flying squadrons uh, I was in went through a time where there was a plethora of lieutenant colonels. The commander, as a lieutenant colonel, uh, had almost a dozen lieutenant colonels under his command. Sometimes people's egos flared, but there was a clear chart who was first, second, third, etc., in uh, in charge based on their positions. Uh, Back 100 years ago to the episode in question... It is possible uh, Picard placed Geordi in charge for that mission. What is more likely is that Geordi and Data are boys. There's no arm in charge. And Geordi was just giving direction and Data knew it was what was needed uh, to be done and went along with it. Look, I like that kind of uh, answer. It gives us some context uh, with real world and fake world. Um... We also uh, got a memo from one of our lieutenants in the Patreon um, from uh, from a, a fellow podcast uh, called Rachel Watches Star Trek, um, which I think is a similar themed. Uh, Rachel has not seen Star Trek. You're telling me kind of Rachel's thing. out there and yeah. she is watching Star Trek and is recording her efforts. That is correct. So if Rachel, you're you are in the family <laughs> so if you're interested in checking that out feel free we uh, we haven't heard it yet but they seem like delightful people um nick cummings uh also sent us an audio theme for television writing tangents um interesting he says hi matt and Andy made a little theme for when you go on tangents about television writing and other production stuff personally i find those conversations to be amongst the most interesting on the podcast because it's a perspective i wouldn't hear from anyone else thanks for potting and here it oh no you gotta be kidding me oh here it is here it is Uh, there's two of them oh boy first one's a short one inside baseball oh that's fucking beautiful (laughs) and then here's the longer one if it's your pleasure inside baseball with Matt Andy and Captain Cisco (laughs) oh Cisco's there for baseball I assume I love it I love it I think they're both great, and I look forward to us having to use them. Um, How long do you think it'll be before we have to use them? I mean, it might be today. I don't know. Depends. Depends on what we come up with on this uh, viewing of this episode about humans being suddenly human. We have a prime corrective. Thank God. Time for a retrospective, because truth is our objective. It's a prime corrective, because Matt and Andy got it wrong. First, John Chataway, uh, who wrote the uh, Claim to Fame jingle, um, said, uh, Worf shows up in season in the season premiere of the DS9, of DS9 season four, so he would only have to get through three seasons of DS9 until he arrives and the season gets good. Lots of space battles, Andy. You'll love it. I look forward to that. Um, that sounds great. 
Okay, I think I've, I think I've tired. Matt then you out. get the we're, space battles, though. That'll be good. We're almost done. And then this one is uh, from someone who had something to say about all of our whammonizing last year and your obsession with the uh, the Wham. sex. Remember when we were playing the uh, the sex last year? You so, mean last week? Last, last week. Oh like boy, last year, Andy. I mean, you split up the episodes. I didn't even know what day it was. I don't. The Bleecker Street stuff came on the regular episode. Right. Yeah, because we were doing it during the This Day in Trek. I'm just joking. Anyway, here's what he said. Hey, Matt and Andy. Uh, Mark is in Phoenix. I'm sure you are getting a ton of calls from the <laughs> fan base that includes the crossover <laughs> section of George Michael, Wham!, and Star Trek The Next Generation. But um, just to correct something that was said on the recent episode, Brothers, uh, Careless Whisper came out on the Make It Big album from Wham! 1984. Careless Whisper is a Wham! composition, not a George Michael solo. Just thought I'd put that out there. Love the podcast. Love the saucer section. Keep it up. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you, one person, for loving the saucer section. I appreciate it. <laughs> but also, I mean, that is on us. Uh, how could we? I, that's, that is a good kind of a phone call. For giving credit to only George Michael, when in reality it was a wham situation. It's very nice. I think the I think that our listeners who are in the band wham really will appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to propose that since we already Andy? heard from yeah, Rob so Garrison. You. Oh wow! You said I didn't, you were this propose. is so sudden. I mean, you said you were going to propose, and I saved you the Matt, whole you of getting down on your knees. <laughs> Not only do you have a wife, you got a baby hey, on the way. Baby ain't married. What? No. What? What am I? Um, uh, I'm going to propose again. Yes, Andy. <laughs> Stop it! Just it's embarrassing now. I feel like the uh, I'm concerned about our British postman that he may have fallen asleep during his rounds right now. Well, it happens to the worst of us. Uh, would you like to open the face group or assume that since we heard from Command uh, Master Sergeant Chief Petty Officer Rob Garrison, he that, is that the has king been... of the face group? Yes. And quite frankly, I spent some time in the face group last week, and uh-huh. uh, I should not be allowed in the face group <laughs> it's anymore. Of, it's a bunch of people complaining about your actions or well look uh, let's just say there were 9,453 threads about the saucer section (laughs) it blew 950,000 people's minds like it like you would think that Andy and I decided to I, I, I don't even know what the what the equivalent would be it's like you would think that you and I decided that we would no longer be talking about Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> and that we would instead be discussing season two of The British Office. Like, the the people's brains Ooh, melted. Can we do that? I love The British Office. I do, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, people's brains melted. Like, it was crazy. And uh, we appreciate your passion. People are passionate. And, uh, I appreciate it. I'm glad that people care enough even if I don't always understand the things that they feel passionate about. Yeah. Um, if you would like to send your passion to us in the form of a hail, you can uh, give us a voice hail at 816-TREK-TNC. You can Instagram or Twitter us at Star Trek TNC. The gentleman uh, across from me is at Matt Myra. My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. My uh, Twitter is at Secunda. Uh, for direct hails, send them to sttncpod at gmail.com. And um, you can uh, assure even more that you will get a response if you join our Patreon. 
uh, patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Also, I don't know why you would want it, but there will be bonus content there for your uh, perusal and enjoyment. What are you trying to find? The hell's clothes. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. There you go. That was the dead-on impersonation of Tasha Yar. Thank you. I did it. Um, so, okay, Andy. It's time to talk about Suddenly Human, the episode that aired uh, uh, October 15th, 1990. We're, we're very close to being on time with these. It's amazing. I know. It's very, very amazing. This was started 44143.7. Andy? Yeah. What the hell was happening in the world besides this song being number one in the charts? This song, which is oh, I Don't Have the sorry. Heart. Music, music video interlude. I'm sorry. Oh, there's a whole there's a story at just, the beginning. There we go. Okay. I Don't Have the Heart by James Ingram was favored on U.S. radios. Uh, While in the UK, Maria McKee's Show Me Heaven continued its airwave dominance. Message from Nam by Danielle Steele was a bestseller and marked for death, led the box office for a second week. Legendary film and stage composer Leonard Bernstein suffered a fatal heart attack at home. He was 72. Nobel Peace Prize is awarded to Russian premier Mikhail Gorbachev for his efforts in de-escalating the Cold War. Um... South Africa takes steps to dismantle apartheid. Impressive. And Time Magazine's cover featured actor Harold Lloyd hanging off a, mi- a minute hand from the film Safety Lass with the caption, High Anxiety, Looming Recession. And there you go. I haven't heard this song probably since it was number one. But I have heard it. It doesn't ring a bell. I'm not really an easy listening sort of bro. Oh, Andy, maybe your life would be a little better if you like, did some easy listening. For me, it's just You Know My Name on Loop by Chris Cornell. I really yeah. dug into the other thing. The 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 friggin' World Is Not Enough. Ugh, Garbage does such a great job on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do like that uh, quite a bit. If you ever want to hear Andy and I rank all of the James Bond, I, I don't even know that you can get that anymore. Oh, is it out of the... If you're on Stitcher Premium, you can certainly get it. Wow. Uh, Okie dokie, everybody. This is from... Uh, directed by Gabriel Beaumont and Teleplay by... Here's your first uh, problem. Teleplay by John Huepley and Jerry Taylor. Story by Ryan Phillips. Two Manny Cooks. A lot of hands. Uh... This is from Larry Nemechek's Star Trek The Next Generation Companion Revised Edition. The Enterprise discovers a failed Talarian craft adrift with five unconscious teenage boys, one of them human, raised a Talarian and known as Jono. The human checks out as Jeremiah Rosa, kidnapped a decade earlier when his parents were killed and his colony attacked by the Talarians. But Jono is the adopted son of Turalian Captain Endar, who, by custom, raised him after his own son was killed. He threatened war when the boy's human grandmother, a Starfleet Admiral, asks that he be brought home. The boy also shows signs of having been abused, but Endar says the scars are only reminders of a rough-and-tumble Talarian boyhood. Uh, With Juno, sorry, Jono, at the age of decision, Endar and Picard finally agree to let him decide his own fate. Photos help him recall his parents and the attack, but Jono is so agonized by the choice before him 
that he tries to avoid it by killing Picard so that he'll be put to death. Seeing that, Picard realizes Jono must remain with his adopted people and returns him to a grateful Endor. Oh, boy. This is really uh, something here. (laughs) We have moved into Sector 21947 in response to a distress call from a Talarian observation craft. The alien vessel appears adrift. And our initial scans have detected a life-threatening radiation leak within its propulsion system. I get no further response from the vessel. Maintain an open channel. Dr. Crusher and her assistants are waiting in transporter room three. Sir, may I remind you that during the Galen border conflict, it was a common tactic of the Talarians to abandon their observation craft, rig them to self-destruct. And issue a general distress call. Yes, Mr. Data, I know. Oh, shit. guerrilla maneuver resulted in... That's that's uh, Captain Picard being like data. You know, I I I look I I read stuff too. Buddy. I get it, data. Listen, data, Bubby. I know how to talk to these Torellians. Just get me on the walkie-talkie, data. They're not gonna self-destruct. I'm your white captain, data. <laughs> white knight. The original line. No, they, I would they assume they hear. understand that. Something's you can't hear you. Now. Something's going on now. Andy, it's. Let me assure you know, that. You let me assure you that the volume to for both of us is correct. But I'm gonna help you out, hopefully. I don't. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's gonna be good. Sorry, it's gonna be guys. good, buddy. Don't worry. I just I need to hear my the tones of my voice. Otherwise, I don't know how to modulate it. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway. 119 fatalities over a three-day period. Is there any way to detect their self-destruct device? Good question, sir. No. Koreans <laughs> employ a subspace proximity detonator. It is not detectable by our scans. Or the away team's tricorders, right? Captain. Do you think that was the line that feels like a cut? Which one? Oh, you think there was another line Where there? Where he goes, right? Because it sounds like ADR, and then Data's turning away. Oh, look. And it also doesn't seem like Brent Spiner is even on the set with them. <laughs> Maybe there was the a scheduling thing. Maybe the shoot them later. Responding to the distress call. Position halfway through the world. A lot of one, lot of close-up shots in this so far. Like we've had a one shot of Worf, one shot of P- Riker, one shot of Data, one shot of Picard, and it feels like they probably were going to kill this director because he was taking so much time. Maybe they only shot close-ups for time. But I don't care for that. Um, there was no line in between. This is a bottle episode, Andy. Is it? Oh, yeah, it is. Take them hours to get here, sir, even at maximum warp. Counselor. There is life on board, and it's fading. I can sense fading now. Did you know that about me? It's a new <laughs> ability I've just acquired this week. What else do you need? Number one. I hope Beverly tell if people are alive or dead. Sir. All right. So they beam over to uh, this little this 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 ship. Uh-huh. And uh full medical crew. I like that. Yeah, you don't often see that. Yeah. I think their faces are melting from the um radiation, right? What happened? There was just a problem with the ship or they were attacked. Yeah, ship the uh, okay. problem and Nothing distress call went out. I am Commander Riker of the Federation Starship Enterprise. We will evacuate you and give you medical care. You will not be harmed. Enterprise, prepping five Talarian males for transport immediately to sickbay. 
Trauma team, stand by to receive the injured. We have radiation, burns, and possible respiratory distress. I think they should have picked a uh, primary color stand other than green for this ship. Captain, it reads too Borgy. <laughs> Does it? I, green for me is Romulan. Oh, I guess, yeah. Well, there's, there's even more reason. They already uh, have two oh, alien races. already two races. greens. Do a purple. throw a red what in about there, a nice, maybe a blue. Maybe a puce. Ooh, what's puce? What Actually, is that a shade of? I don't know what that is a shade of. I don't know. It's a. It's really I, the only time that I've heard it is from Hannah and her sisters. Daniel Stern says to uh, Max von Sydow, um, he wants him to. Uh, he, he's, he's trying. He's a rock star that's trying to uh, find paintings for his apartment. He said, "I ask you if you got something with a little puce in it, you go off the handle," because he offends uh, Max von Sydow, who's a real artist. Um, Max von Sydow is he in a Star War? Yes. He's in Force Awakens, right? Wait, you might be thinking of the other guy. I might be thinking of the other guy. I'm thinking of the other guy, everybody. All boys, all teens, all wearing uniforms. Proceed with the He's in uh, Game one. of Thrones now, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but isn't he in... I feel if like... you're thinking about Count Duco, that's... No, 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 I'm not Christopher Lee. Yeah. I know the man with the golden gun, Andy. All right. Come all right. on. Oh, of course. I know Tolkien's fucking cousin. I'm no crazy person. Tolkien's cousin Christopher Lee Christopher Lee is Tolkien's cousin where have you been oh my gosh he's the only one who was in the movies that knew Tolkien personally yeah he was Lor Santeca yeah he's the at the very beginning of the movie when Kylo Ren is trying to get the half of the space plans gotcha so that they can continue to retell the story of A New Hope yeah he was also in Lego Star Wars <laughs> tune in to Star Wars <laughs> it's, it's hilarious that they had Max von Sydow doing a voice for Lego Star Wars oh boy it's a human boy so at this point I'm just like oh yeah I'm kind of remembering this episode but I'm also like not into this episode so you know it's a hurdle when that happens for me yeah. I'm just like sometimes I'm very excited to like for instance next week's episode I'm very excited to hear Andy's opinion about it. Yeah. Because it is a Beverly Crusher centric full-blown she's in every scene episode. Interesting. Company of these agents. I'm not against Beverly. I don't like no, how no, no, they no, use I know, her, but I like your theories. Yeah. Unlike that one person. All right. It's Jono, right? Is that what I heard them call you? I'm Dr. Crusher. I'm just examining you for radiation injuries. It won't hurt. I have a son not much older than you. Perhaps you'd like to meet him. Not interested. <laughs> He's alive, Beverly. What? <laughs> no, it's a thing I do know. No, no, I yeah, I know, but like he I he's I, I li- he's right here, Deanna. Yes, but look. Accurate. He's not fading anymore. I I have full reading. I know I'm going to go. That's you know, for you the can best. make fun of her. I, I've actually was I was pleased that well, that yeah. Troy had another that new, they were a, using a new, her ability. A new, a new power. Somehow, yeah. A new sensation. Um Here we go. You've escaped radiation damage. Pretty lucky, Dr. Crusher. Pretty, pretty, pretty lucky. lucky. Then the boys scream, and now then Picard be? comes in. Are they doing a wolf howl? It's their wailing. What do they call it? He won't talk, Captain. We haven't <laughs> been able to get through to him. Oh, wait. You're saying that him not talking tells me that he won't <laughs> talk? Deanna, thank you once again 
for saving the day. She's trying to help Matt. I have a new power. I can sense when life is fading. I can also sense when people don't want to talk. (laughs) I'll go. I am Jono. Take me home to my captain. Take me home to Endar. He managed to escape radiation trauma, but the scan shows something else. What? Two previously fractured ribs, a broken arm, and a low-grade concussion. There might be neurological impairment. I'd like to examine him further. Jean-Luc, the Talarians have been known to be ruthless to their enemies. I think there's a real possibility they may have brutalized the child. This goes nowhere and does nothing. The brutal no well yeah it's a it's this a red storyline it's very strange that they spend this much time on it basically to prevent Picard it's sort of just all it does is delay his decision of giving the kid back to the people yeah and then at the end it's like oh no he was he wasn't he wasn't being brutalized yeah you ever seen these things that get six legs they're very hard to ride oh okay yeah. oh all right well I guess you can oh, take yeah. him <laughs> beat him over take a shot what do you want to do I will say I thought I knew this kid from something no you were thinking of jonathan brand is from sequest i think i may have been you were um but uh it does uh call for oh it does because you do know him from something oh it only i should only the play only it. when you'd find the thing that you know him from. oh okay then, that's yeah. how that jingle oh, works all Andy. right all right there you go and he couldn't find the it. thing that he knew him from no. so he doesn't get to play mm-hmm. his brand new fancy jingle well, there you go guys <laughs> did all i could injuries were caused prior to his captivity oh airwolf likely no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> No, Andy, get off Ernest Borgnine's page. <laughs> he was an airwolf. He's been with them a long Quintus, time. Quintus, Quinn medicine. Long moment. enough to assimilate their cultural traits. And calcium trace patterns indicate that the injuries took place during the past seven years. But if they have abused the boy, why would he so devoutly wish to return to them? Oh, it's not uncommon. He was identified centuries ago as the Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> what is it? Is that Troy asking what is it? Yes. She's so right she there trying to fight him back. So she should know. Shouldn't well, she? no, she can't read as much. She just feels his empathies. I see. And apparently, life signs this week. <laughs> it's really bugged <laughs> <you. laughs> Every time Troy gets a new power, I'm just going to. I am happy for them to give her more power so that she has some kind of purpose. I know, but like I feel like her... even if you look at the beginning when she's she's like hanging around, she, they, they like block her in this weird way, I'm sure, because they needed the shot for some reason. Or the director decided. Not a great directed episode, by the way. Is this Cliff Bowles? I have to say that, uh, Andy, I, 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 there must have been some uh, constraints happening. But no, it's Gabriel Beaumont who is a name that I don't really that doesn't pop in my head so well whatever the case and Andy Secunda looks up from I'll, down under I'm looking it up uh, I oh no pal did you break your new phone uh, me oh no that's the old one I haven't moved oh. all my stuff over yet um uh anyway there's like weird shots where 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 Troy is like blocked like on at the beginning there's a shot of like clearly they're trying to get everybody in the yeah, thing it looks like, like she wants to like uh, push over the horseshoe yeah, exactly. like she's like trying to like <laughs> I just suggested he take off his gloves suddenly he lost control This kid's a real asshole down here in sick bay. Hey, hey, no, I don't. 
Jonah! She won't leave me alone! She keeps trying to dissect me! She was trying to help you. I don't want her help! Ask me back on my brothers! Send us back to Captain Endor! Jonah, I want you to stop this immediately! Oh, snap. Yes, Captain. Good, that's better. Now, if we're to accomplish anything... Data to Picard. Hang on, that's my robot. Go ahead. We have received a subspace communique from Starfleet Command regarding the young human, sir. Do you want to hear the... Very well. The oh. what? Uh, Gabriel Beaumont's... Uh, yes. I am DeBizzles? Sure. Booby Trap, the weird one. I love with, Booby Trap. I love Booby Trap. But that is a weird one with, with uh, Jordy. That's the one with the old... Uh, Isn't that having sex with the the Enterprise, or is that a different one? Jordy doesn't have sex with any Enterprise. Well, he, he wants falls to. in love with Dr. Leah Brahms. <laughs> Who represents the Enterprise. Um, the High Ground? We just watched The High Ground, right? That one is... Um, Uh, oh, I can't. It's okay. There's don't no you don't have to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, disaster. Um, uh, oh, I like disaster. These are all after the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imaginary friend, face of the enemy, and Do lower. I hate decks. imaginary friend. Face of the enemy is okay. Lower decks is one of the best episodes of Ooh. Star Trek: The Next Generation. There you go. So There's Gabriel, this is uh, it's just an off week for you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Is it? Are we sure it's? Uh, I gotta be honest with you. You were just giving out a great script. Counselor, yeah. fair. Lieutenant Worf, escort this young man to quarters. He is to be confined there until further notice. Yes, Doctor. Parents Connor and Moira Rosa. Here's a here's a thought, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of backflips in this episode to make Picard the one who has to deal with him. Oh, it's crazy. And he I should think, immediately say, Counselor. The boy will stay in isolation. You may speak with him when you want to, but we are going back to a star base where he can get full psychological attention. That's fair. The end. <clears throat> but also, I think even just if you wanted to have one of the crew people do it, deal with it, which obviously the obvious one would be Troy, um, even if you wanted to go past that, it feels like the Talarians, is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, are somewhat Klingani. And... Uh, uh, I almost they're very warlike they're very there's like a lot of stuff about testing themselves physically and challenges and combat and I kind of feel like they have all these specifics and then they had to swerve away from it being there's only like one variation because of Worf race. would have to take care of the kid then I just really want to there you go buddy <laughs> I don't know if you know this but that's a, what these are for on my jacket <laughs> that's what for these are for for a pen they're, they're all for pens they're for pens. You gotta, and then you can if actually you're on the put, a, deck and you, put a you need pressure to make a gauge in there. there. You know, maybe a little, maybe a little screwdriver. Uh, sweet. <laughs> there we go. Andy's ready for whatever space he needs to adventure pens in. Are not going to make me look better socially <laughs> in my jacket. What do you need? A gold sharpie? I got one. <laughs> uh, he's also got. Excuse a me. Uh, uh, I was sitting across the coffee shop and I couldn't help but noticing you uh, kind of scribbling, and then your your pen uh, seemed to run out of ink. Uh, well, uh, here I am. I also have a mechanical pencil. <laughs> Uh, Andy's wearing a flight jacket. I have a similar one that is gray and Apollo-y, but uh, it just, for some reason, I just had the urge to fill the pen holes on the sleeve with pens. It's a little OCD. And now, <laughs> now they're there. That's a visual thing that you can't see on a podcast because we hate this episode, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Killed three years, nine months later when their colony was overrun by Talarian forces. 
I remember. There were no survivors. The boy was listed as missing and presumed dead. I knew another Rosa who was killed in action at the Krasner outpost. Who do you think's in charge of taking care of the plants in the the conference room? Do you think they're real? Oh, you think they're fake? I think they're probably fake plants. And they just re- replace them with Although replicated plants. it wouldn't plants. really make sense. You oh, know the plant died. Can you just put another replicated plant in there? Andy, yeah. you're, you, I know who's in charge of this, actually. Uh, we meet her this year. It's Keiko. Oh. Chief O'Brien's future betrothed. Yeah. Uh, She's the, she runs the uh, Arboretum. I think I knew that. Well, now she'll have something to celebrate. So I think it's like the Arboretum person is like, Okay, we got to get these up to the conference room, and this is going down to the sick bay, and this is going to the schoolroom, and I'm growing this one for my own quarters. I'll see how they Captain, handle that character in the future, but I can tell you as an actor, if I heard I was going to be on Star Trek and then someone said, uh, you're in charge of the Arboretum, I would be super bummed. <laughs> you didn't want you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to be ship's botanist? <laughs> I, I'm not going to get to press any cool buttons or be in a space battle or anything. <laughs> you will, Keiko, you will. Uh, you get to also go to Space Nine for seven years. It will be a wrenching experience for everyone, especially for him. He needs to rediscover his identity, make some connection with his roots. You know what I'd like everyone to remember when you're watching television at home? What's that? Some of these shots, it's 7 a.m. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no time of day in space. I don't think I can do anything, Captain. Why not? Troy's right. It's very clear that the boy does not respond well to women. The Talarians are a rigidly patriarchal society, sir. Jeremiah needs to build a relationship with a man, a father figure with whom he can explore his origins. Seems like a very specific diagnosis. I think it should be you, Captain. (laughs) Oh, no, Counselor. He's flat out refusing. Oh, no, Counselor. I don't think so. He needs someone who is trained in these matters. You are the only person with whom he has shown any connection. If he is to find his humanity, then you are the only one who can help him. But I just went back to Earth last week to to find my own human... I was like literally like just a Borg. I don't know if you understand how time works here. I actually think the the production order is... This was number two. Yeah. But I think purposefully so. Like, they had to do this bottle episode after Bust of Both Worlds, and they knew they were going out to France. Yeah, that makes sense. So they had to, like, production-wise. Right. So they never intended. Is when we should play the cue. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Give me one sec. (laughs) I don't think they ever intended for this to be the episode immediately following the Best of Both Worlds. Inside Baseball. Because they spent so much money with, you know, all the Borg stuff. The space battle, yeah, etc. Right. right, Wolf three five nine. Uh, you never saw, uh, I never guess, saw the full battle, right? But they had to blow up a lot of uh, model kits, and uh, so then they and they seen it. and they knew that they were doing this f- going to France situation. Yeah, they knew that they were going to go to location. Uh-huh. So they were like, okay, we need to write a bottle episode that we could just film on our stages and uh, not have uh, a bunch of phaser effects. So they were like, okay, I'll do this. Because you don't want to have a ton of optical effects either on your bottle episodes. you got to keep those costs down, Andy. And then all of a sudden they're reading the script and they're like, oh, wait, these tennis balls glow? Man. It's up to you, Captain. Inside Baseball. Yes. This is the worst act break in the history of the show. 
It's up to you, Captain. And then parenthetically, sighs. It's not great. <laughs> but that is the best act opener of all time. <laughs> Why? Why is this happening? I don't. This show is, this is a very strange episode to I me. don't know. Are you a big fan of this episode? Do you give it a lot of Andes? If so... Uh, oh, by the way, people why? people came down on me hard for my uh, for my Andy's rating on um, on Family. Family, yeah, I was real low on it, five and a half. And I got, I admit, it was it was maybe lower than I should have gone. I think all my all my stances on it are reasonable, which is I feel like it it had great moments, but lacked the dramatic momentum that I wanted. But uh, it was very interesting how much people were attached to it. And I think what a lot of people like about that episode is that it is the exhale after the best of both worlds. Right. You know, it's just like the kind of, okay, let's figure out how to reset this thing. Yeah. Let's get everybody emotionally dealing. And, you know, there are no cats in America. The streets are paved with cheese. It's true. Jono. Should that be a new I wonder what Disney. Sound drop? What an- <laughs> sure, definitely this guy. <laughs> Jono. <laughs> Jono, why do you make that noise? Agreed. It's the custom of my people when we are in distress. Isn't it also the custom of your people to listen to the wishes of their captain? Yes. Then, as captain of the Starship Enterprise, I ask you not to make that sound. Deal. Yes, sir. Oh, good. Well, now that's cleared up. Let's, um... Let's, uh... Imagine, already crazy. This is already crazy. Can you imagine how loud it would be at work if we all made those sounds when we were in distress? When we were missing our <laughs> brethren? Um, this is crazy. Like yeah. this, I, The idea that Picard is going to take time out, I guess they're sort of hanging out waiting to rendezvous with the, the ship. Yeah. So I guess he's got time on his hands. So I guess he can do this. There's no pressing reason why he why he wouldn't necessarily, other than why would he? It's the why would he of it all. Right. It's like so out of character. Well, I guess that's While the reason. While also trying to stay in character to make a point of the character not liking children. The room. I know it's uh, it's a little sterile, but if there's anything you would like, um, pictures perhaps. May I point out also no. so much hay is no, made. No. No. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. You asked. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity to request it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I changed my mind. What, are you, what is it, Andy? All this stuff is made about how bad he is with children. He's fucking great with his nephew in family. He's joking with him. He's comfortable with him. Well, he's not on the starship. I think that's always his problem. He's off duty. That seems very specific, that parameter. The parameter of a captain being a captain when he's on his captain captain. I feel like it's supposed to be like he's uncomfortable with children. Not <laughs> he's well, not he's uncomfortable being a captain with well, children. He's just uncomfortable with his uncle. James? <laughs> oh, right. This is a cage. I'm still your captive. Oh, no. Not at all. I don't like this wallpaper. I thought you'd be comfortable here. Are you going to return me to my captain? We will rendezvous Maybe. with the Maybe. at 0740 hours. We will transfer the Talarians to Captain Endar. If right. you were wouldn't work here. on a starship, Matt, yeah, or like you to being be on, on a starship, starship like I'm you listening. are now, yeah, 
Do you have lots of pictures of space stuff on your walls? <laughs> I try to keep it. I mean, this is all. I try to design my quarters so that they don't remind me this, of this. Or thing. is this like a thing that we talk about? Oh, I feel I like don't this know. is we talked about it before. It's either we've talked about it or it's just a common Star Trek thing where be. everyone talks about like, why would you put a fucking photograph of space when you look out the window and it's actual space? Well, I'm as with many things with me, I'm I'm an infant where all this is concerned because it's for the first time. So I'm sure I'm repeating things that many comedic personalities have said many times before. But it makes no sense to me. Well, I mean, I guess it would also be weird though if they were like put up a picture of a horse. Like Picard, ha- I guess that's true. But Picard having like, um, you know, models of ships that he's served on and stuff like that. That makes sense to me. Sure. Busts of uh, people he admires, leather-bound books. Well, the I'm things sure are like planets. That doesn't person. make any sense Put that to me. down, please. Why does Klingon. he have that? Yes. What, the Klingon knife? Yeah. Is that, oh, is that from it's his... From, from the Ascension. Oh, cool. Or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Put it back where you got it. Why is it out on the table? I think he likes the way it looks out there on the table. He, and he also adjusts it. He adjusts needs, it so it's exactly It also needs place. to be set up so he can be stabbed in the chest later. Oh, sure. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him uh, adjusting it. Should be on a pedestal if he cared that much about it. That's bad production design. What is that? What does he pick up there? That's a... Whatchamacallit? The gold thing. For uh, navigating... Oh, I see. Uh, like a compass kind like of a... Navigating uh, on, a, on, a, on a seafaring vessel. An old-timey vessel. ship. On a seafaring vessel, Andy. Well. Here we are. Hey, Jono. I notice you haven't taken off your gloves. Are you cold? <laughs> not here. Why not? I'm embarrassed about my hands. So that I don't They're have to touch dry. an alien? Jono, your captain and, uh... Has he ever heard? Are they, like, trying to say that he's keeping his gloves on to hide, like, scars from his abuse? Could Is be. this what he's fishing around for? Possibly. <sighs> Inflicted pain. Pain is not a consideration. I don't feel that way. He has. I did not say that. Don't you understand? Pain is not what matters. Passing the tests is everything. Right, Andy? So true. Yes, you could say so. 40 weeks a year. You understand nothing. He's talking about us. What? True, I don't fully understand Talarians. That's how long we're in production. But you are not Talarian. Oh, boy. Okay. Really? I do like I do like this scene. This conversation, I totally I agree. like this scene. Yes, I think they're both being great, and I think it's done with charm, and I think that it is in character. And I think uh, it's a good thought that she has, which I think is very, um, very appropriate for for what you may be facing. That it's basically like no parents know what they're doing; they're all learning it for the first time, and they're all stumbling through it. Also, you're not his parent. You're the captain of a starship that picked up a human on board an alien vessel that was taken during a battle. They're skipping over that part, obviously. I do like the scene, though. I think they're both very charming in it. Who's more charming? Who's the Hard to say. most mo- MCP? I've never been particularly comfortable. I can't tell yet. Master Control Program. Really? For some reason, they just don't seem to respond to me. I see. Frankly, 
I think that my time would be best served carrying out the duties and responsibilities of a Starfleet captain. Seldom have I heard an explanation so well rehearsed. Look, Counselor, I just feel that I'm not the right person for this job. Strange, isn't it? You'll travel light years, dodge asteroid storms, brave hostile aliens, and yet when asked to assume a parental role, you cringe. Why do you suppose that is? I'm not cringing. I'm just... acknowledging my limitations. Also, do you like my painting? It's of the ship that we're on currently. <laughs> Look, I had them draw a tiny little me in here. But we're in space in the picture, right? Look. It's we, me looking out the window. We like space. When you were a child, these you are fish. friends. <laughs> he just starts walking around <laughs> pointing at things. Other children you played with. This is where I get my tea. I don't think that this is. I left my Klingon it. knife in my quarters. <laughs> <clears throat> I do my best thinking in here. That's where I poop. This is foolish. He's got a bathroom around that corner. Most people just have to muddle through and do the best that they can. He didn't interact with other children because he was always always knew he wanted to be a starship captain. Yep. So why would he need interpersonal skills to do that? And it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> also, was also he? kind of anachronistic, really. Like he had childhood friends that he talks about here and there. You know, I guess maybe we're thinking about like. people that have friends at the academy. But even right. that guy that he was friends with who wanted to raise a new subcontinent. But wasn't that guy from the academy, or that guy was from? Oh, I thought he was just from France time. Oh, I guess he would have been. Maybe he knew. I don't know. But he's definitely in Starfleet, that guy, right? No. Oh, he wasn't in Starfleet. No, no, no. Oh, I see. That guy was just a... Just a civ. Just a civvy. Scientist trying to raise Atlantis. You're saying that's what I'm going to have to do? Yes. And you might be surprised at just how good you can be. So hilarious that the Enterprise is the painting. <laughs> Ugh, my crystal. Let's listen to rock and roll music. This episode is terrible. Oh, my God. Let's put a disgruntled teen in with Picard. That could be fun. Can't we figure out 45,000 other ways to do that? Like, it's crazy. Yeah colony was destroyed later during a border skirmish hmm. see you knew how to laugh once do you remember any of this journal your parents your home i know that endar rescued me he told me so Jono, your parents were killed by the Telerians. it was war death is part of war captain Yes, what is your number one? We've established visual contact with the warship Khmer. Oh, so there's like f- probably at least ten teachers on board the ship who deal with all the children anyway. Also, Troy isn't the only counselor for 1,500 people, is she? Is that how many people? I can't imagine that she would be. She'd be very busy. Yeah. You wouldn't have any time to sit on the bridge and <laughs> sense who's alive on other ships. <laughs> Kilometers. Are its weapon systems active? Negative, sir. Captain Endar requests an open channel, sir. On screen. 
I am Captain Endar of the warship Khmer. To whom am I speaking? Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. We have rescued four crew members from your observation craft. They have received medical attention. They're ready for transport. Your actions are duly noted. We will forward coordinates for immediate transport. You're welcome, I'm sure. Did you have to say that, Riker? Like, really? What do you want? Do you want, like, a thank you basket? Or, like, what is his problem right now? He's... You're welcome, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, let's just fucking insult this race that we were at war with. It just, it's, when did they stop being at war? Was it established? Like, what happened? I don't know. I don't I say know. Ten years, okay. All the information about the Tolarians is in this episode. Okay. So you know as much as I do, Andy. Very and good. that they're boring people. One moment, Captain. <laughs> We've also discovered a human among your crew. Pretty cool, right? We're human. Okay. <laughs> to claim the son of a slain enemy. Does that custom extend to brutalizing this surrogate son? What are you talking about? Our medical officer discovered... He's familiar. He's... He is Sherman Howard. He's, um... Is he the oldest Howard brother? I mean, the other Ron, oh, Ron Howard? No, I don't know. Clint Howard so. and Sherman Howard. Although he does kind of look like them. Um... He was in uh, The Stand. He was in DS9. Um, oh, no, he was in Eulogy, which which had R- René Abergenois. Um, he was in Seinfeld. Uh, he was uh, cured who by... Who was the, he? He was cured by Kramer's Junior Mint. When, oh, sure. He's in the Junior Mint episode. Yep. Um, he was also in Red Dead Redemption, the video game. But the thing... That might be what I remember him from. The thing that I remember him from... Oh, Andy, I think you have a cue to play. Matt was... Oh, no, here he goes. Secundas claim to fame. I know him from something big. Was Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, sure, diplomatic immunity. I don't think it's him, no. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he's a different different sort of guy that's in it, but he's one of those character actors that you would recognize from him. Sure. Sure. He's in a ton of things. I've realized that the problem that we have been having here on this show, where it's so hard for you sometimes to look up the person, is solved handily by uh, Amazon Prime's beautiful X-Ray situation. What's X-Ray? Where we, all the IMDb, everyone who's in the scene, is available to click on at any point. Oh. Our medical officers discovered evidence of injuries so severe, they might be considered torture. Nonsense. I've never harmed Jono. It's also Max Headroom. Ribs, concussion, broken arm. <laughs> broken arm. You've... Have you ever been a father, Picard? Have you ever had a son no, desperately no. trying to win your approval? Someone should make a supercut of all the times people fucking harass Picard about not having kids. Oh, a Picard, a uh, f- uh, uh, childless Picard supercut. <laughs> so it's so cold. He's like, the guy made some life choices. Get off his back. <laughs> so dumb. This episode. So I've already reported opposition and the nature of this violation to Starfleet, and I've already called for reserve forces into this sector. You're saying that you are willing to go to war over this boy? Would you not, for your only son? You've been at peace for many years. Let us not rush headlong into war. Then help me to avoid it. 
If you will allow me to see Jono, it will be clear to you I have been a good father. He's grown up happy in my keeping. I always sort of perceive Starfleet as like the equivalent of a modern superpower. In what sense? I don't know. That in the universe, there's like the there's Starfleet, there's the Klingons, there's uh, the Romulans, um, and like Starfleet is in the Federation are basically uh, really the Federation more than Starfleet or Federation are like a really massive power. So whenever they come against someone like the Talarians, and we're suddenly talking about how we were at war with them and everything, I'm like wouldn't we just be able to wouldn't the federation just be able to pin these people to the mat like you sound like an american entering vietnam they open it talking about guerrilla warfare yeah i guess they that's don't true. know how to prepare for that that's true that's the problem yeah they're looking to but they're in go space these, they're not on their planet but they still have to you know respond to a distress call they don't know uh-huh. these tactics they're All tenacious right. people right. blood is still going to be spilled andy yeah. that is war yeah it's true matt it's thank you it didn't make sense but Matt fixed it any judge of character I would say such he a cares dumb episode for the boy's welfare I sense awakening memories in the boy this is a very fragile time for Jono if so you can also sense awakening memories now what is this what, what, Troy where have you been what is happening here we send away the man he calls father I've been taking some beta Z classes at the learning annex without even <laughs> letting them have. see each other how would we ever gain his trust yes there is something else to keep in mind we are deep in Telerian territory a semblance of diplomacy is called for I'm going to agree to the meeting cool all I ask is that the visit be supervised? Don't let them be alone together. It's a lot of time on that plot. Oh, yeah, I know. And this ship also looks like a computer-generated ship. Yeah, it's a shitty ship. It's not a good ship. Anyway, here they are. Do you want to stay? No, of course not. Then you shall not. I'm returning to the Khmer. I will give the humans a choice. If they do not make the one we know is right, it may lead to war. You may die. I'm ready to die. Cool. (laughs) I love this blocking where they're just (laughs) staring at the plant. Yeah, they're looking at nothing. Keiko's really got to fix this. This thing's dying. Should we tell her? Captain, sensors indicate two warships approaching from the opposite direction along the border. Mr. Data, what's that offensive potential? Not great. Warships are limited to neutral particle weapons, high-energy X-ray lasers, and Merculite rockets. I like rockets. Me too. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Come from a family that would make you proud. Many of them have given their lives to bring peace to the galaxy. You Ixnay on the East Pay, Grandma. It's a warrior race. Very thankful. <laughs> you were given back to us to carry on the line. Your grandfather and I will greet you with all the love in our hearts. Yuck. Have we have no money. Did I mention that? We right, we're in the Federation. <laughs> This admiral's costume is actually fake. I found it on the street. 
I actually got it at Goodwill. They still exist. <laughs> what is her rank? She's an admiral. She outranks you? Yes. If I were home now, I would go to the prey and run along the river as fast as I could. Jono. I, I can't do any of the things that call me here. You know, I will say, he could have been 4,000 times more annoying as an actor. Yeah, he does a good job. And he is Chad not. Allen. Yeah. So, Chad Allen. Based on this. We salute you. Good job. I this is be the a writer now. Chad Allen, Andy Secunda, Matt Myra salute. Not only is he a writer. Ah! <laughs> you won't let me have my music. You won't let me make the banar. Make the banar. Well, look, the banar. Uh, <laughs> it's some sloppy sci-fi stuff. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. The banar's not sloppy. The banar's great. You have to return the ball before it bounces twice, all right? This is... Let's try it. They must have gotten at least a few letters that Ambo Jitsu was the stupidest, the stupidest thing they'd ever seen. Why would they do this? Not bad. Why would they put Picard in this friggin' jumpsuit? Well, because he's in his athletic wear. He's got to play in his <laughs> so uniform. silly. <laughs> it's just racket ball, except it's a laser ball. I don't know what is so silly about this. If you had the option to play this or regular oh, racket, sure, yeah, of course. exactly. So they have the same option, right, Andy. Fine. They have the same exact option as you. It's the middle of a Star Trek episode. Why by are way, we watching? By this? the way, do you think this is the holodeck or the racquetball court? Oh, good question. Thank you. I assume it's it's an actual court. Oh, I assumed it was the holodeck. Well huh. done, Andy. We'll have to ask. Well Gabriel, done for thinking differently, Gabriel Beaumont. When that person is on the. Uh, on the list podcast podcast <laughs> what okay you have a thing you were saying to me um producer your finger is on a uh, scrolling I know, situation I, thought I found it but i didn't eh, i guess i was wrong i thought this guy was nope never mind and bujitsu mm. oh i thought the chad allen went on to do something else but i think i I think he's a successful actor that has continued working until 2011. Now he's doing something else. Probably something cool. This is what it was like for a lot of the Iron Man podcasts that I cut out. You would just hear sounds (laughs) (laughs) and, and us really not discussing anything. I wonder if but uh, I made it nice and tight. Two twenty-five. Go check it out. If you're not a member of the President Circle, sign up. It was a good time. I wonder if um, if Patrick Stewart was like, I play racquetball. I would like to be seen playing racquetball, and that's why they built this scene. Because <laughs> he is good at it, but it is dumb looking. <laughs> I can't tell why. And, and actually, you know what? There's no. I don't have any reason for anything in this episode. This episode is so confusing to me. What do you mean? You like, don't just I don't understand what this episode's about. It's about f- fatherhood. It's about it's about Picard having to face his inability to deal with children. It's just done in a really weird way. They do it. They do that. They do this sort of story through line of having to face this thing of not 
They do this better later. And it feels like it should have been done with Wesley. Yeah. Voice. I guess it has been done with Wesley, but... Where's Wesley? Before. He's on the bridge. He also gets a banana split in his face. Oh, that's right. I remember these things. <laughs> that's another Strong. crazy scene. <laughs> now. It's part of being human, Jonah. But as deeply as you feel hurt, you can also feel joy. Can I? I do not think so. No, no, you can. Trust me. Come to the next scene. What would you like? What is that? This is called the banana split. And it's quite possibly one of the greatest things in the universe. Here, try some. I agree. Get me an insert of that banana split, right? Why, why didn't they have it? It's true. It's killing me. Beaumont, get on it. We don't have time. Oh, no. Moving on. Also got data weirdly blocked standing over them. Then we're all seated. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. I fail to understand why this is amusing. Go back to the fucking Jerry Lewis program. Subheading slapstick. Comedy stressing farce and horseplay. This, no doubt, is a variation on pie in the face. Now do you see why it's funny? No, sir. But I will take your word for it. I'm with Data. This is very amusing. (laughs) Let's try this again. I'd like a fresh banana split and another one for my friend here. Right away. Uh, Sorry, Wesley, your space credit card's been declined. (laughs) How dare you? uh, This is embarrassing, Captain. I don't carry money, Wesley. I've never been in ten four unless I was talking to Guinan. There must have been somebody with some kind of an eating issue. If I was in there, somebody would have to cut me off. Look at him. But we've decided that the food is as nutritious as you need it to be. But is it not fattening? There must be a limit on how much you can eat. I mean, there's a limit as far as how much your your stomach could hold. I wonder if they can build it without calories. I think they do. That's what I've decided in Star Trek. It's, they a, it's, not, a, it's not a like Star Trek fact, or it might be. I don't know. But that they can build like a banana mind, split with no calories, but still they satisfy. can build a banana split that has like the perfect macronutrients. But it's like somehow it. it, it they figured out. Your they figured out how sensors. to synthesize the taste without yeah. having any of the oh, other things. That's what that? I imagine. I think we'd all walk around looking like these two. That would be very utopia. fit. Yeah, we have no problem getting into our racquetball gear. <laughs> I can tell you, everybody talks about how thin I am, uh, or everybody doesn't talk about how thin I am, but they talk about how I eat and I'm not, you know, heavier. Uh, you know, I would not. You should be. I would not hold up in that uh, in that tight racquetball costume. I'll tell you that much. No one will, except for Patrick Stewart. Well, that guy's Trump. I'm going to get off my sparkly hammock. I know. Look at this space painting. (laughs) Even though there's a window to space. It's another plant. Does he pull the knife off of the table? Well, he did leave it right on the table. Carefully placed on the table. Hey, Picard has a sparkly blanket, too. Everyone has a sparkly blanket. That's the way it's always been? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's how space blankets are, Andy. I, I don't know if you're familiar with space blankets, but they're all sparkly. That is the future. The future is future. now. He's hiding it behind his back in case Picard wakes up. So he does this because he wants to die, because he's so conflicted. Zero, 120 and 240 degrees. Andy, I do have to give questions? them credit, at least, for going for it when when he when you see him stab picard off camera i was like what is it gonna be when did he stab a fruit i don't understand and they came back and he really stabbed him so they did commit to their weird choice oh you thought that they would have had him stab a fruit next to the thing like he'd come back from commercial that was gonna be so, something that's so lame of them to have done that to us in your imagination right to the board <laughs> I just couldn't imagine what the reasoning was that he stabbed him. I guess he's so upset that he thought this would make the decision for him. But it's just... The way, how did they brainstorm that in the story room? The Salarians are moving into attack posture. Classic triangular envelopment. I've tapped the impulse engines for additional power to shields. We're ready, Commander. Commander, the captain of the Khmer requests communication. Here we go. On screen. Captain Picard. That's the guy from Link the Weapon 2. This is Commander Riker. What are your intentions, Captain Endar? Where is Captain Picard? He has been injured. I'm in command now. Very well. Please prepare my son for immediate transport. I'm afraid that won't be possible. Last night, Jono attacked Captain Picard and tried to murder him. We're holding him in custody. If he had been returned to me with the others, this would never have happened. You gotta agree with Endar on that. Well, factually, he is correct. Yeah. <laughs> would not have happened had he been returned. I hold you responsible for this incident. All right, now you're a little out of control, Endar. No. He will have to come with us now, Endar. It is up to Starfleet to decide the consequences. I do not accept that decision. I repeat... You will prepare my son for immediate transport if he is not aboard the Khmer in five minutes. You will suffer the consequences. It's a good yell. He had a good yell there. He did. That five-minute yell was really good. It was very... In Andy Skinner's school specific acting, I would have given him an A on that. Oh, wow. You've never handed a grade out before. No. This is amazing. <laughs> this is a moment. This is a historical moment for this show. It's true. I mean, you've never physically or verbally handed out any sort of uh, actual grade. You've just sort of kicked people out of there many times. You've asked people not to come back. Well, there are a lot of people that just can't hack it. I was. Then I thought about my father. I felt I had betrayed him. I'd be throwing away all that he'd given me. All that I'd learned from him. My home, running along the river, playing in the games. Really into running along the river. Sharing victory with my brothers. All the things that are a part of my life. As I grew closer and closer <laughs> to you. Matt's obsessively looking at pictures of Chad Allen. <laughs> By the way, I just have to say that, that Chad Allen time. now, you get him... You get him back on television as fucking David Hyde Pierce's kid. <laughs> I, I look at him. Sure. I mean, he looks identical. He's, it's yeah. crazy. He's, I'd watch that. He's show. more of a pretty boy than David Hyde Pierce. How dare you? 
Sorry. How dare you speak that way about David Hyde Pierce on this television program? Is your your speed, huh? David Hyde Pierce is a fucking genius. I'm not saying he's not a genius. I'm just saying he's not a pretty boy. I think he's beautiful. All right. He's David Hyde Pierce. Everyone on Frasier is beautiful. I cannot allow myself to do that. Picard forgives him super fast for stabbing him in the chest, I would say. Well, I think it's like uh, no vital organs. You know, there's a suture machine that Crusher knows how to use. Very good doctoring in this episode, Beverly. Um, And uh, he's able to put his uniform back on immediately. So I'd be like, yeah, no harm, no foul. Right. In fact, uh, I'd prefer if you didn't try to stab me again. So you get your wish, pal. Communications on a secure channel. On screen. Commander Riker, you have failed to transport my son aboard the Khmer. Our intentions have not changed, Endar. We are returning him to Starfleet. I regret your stubbornness. Much will be lost. I wonder what, if the Talarian culture is such moment, that Captain. an individual captain can start a war based on that they're not giving back the son. It you seems like what? It's, it seems like it's a judgment call about whether you could start a hostile action based uh, on this. Look, I know you'd certainly have an admiral on your side. What do you mean, Admiral Rosa? <laughs> is it? Would, would he? She? She? Why? Is the boy's grand? Oh, she would say. Oh, I was saying from from Endar's side, but I guess you're right. Oh, well, they probably. It's like probably in their weird code. Yeah. Of like, uh, you know, if you're if upset, anyone pisses you up, if you're upset, yell at this pitch. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. Also, if anyone tries to take the son that you've taken in a fair and square war situation <laughs> where your son previously has died and you are able to take care of that child, but if you do, if that son is not returned to you in a five-minute quota, you may start a war. It didn't make sense, but Mark fixed it. Also, don't take your gloves off. <laughs> Captain Endar. That's me! Last night, Jono, Captain Moon of Endar, attacked me with a dagger, Endor. which he could not have done had he been returned I know, to me with Andy. the other. He said Endar, and it was Endor. No, I said Endar, which is what he's calling Jonah's the captain. Endor. So I said the Moon of Endar. Endor. So it was a little bit of wordplay. So Endor. What had to be done. We knew that if Sorry. We could only the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> make the decision to stay, then you would they have other moons most likely that are different climates. So with the sure. Best Bet you didn't know that. Well, they do specify that it's the forest moon. I actually don't know that they have other moons. I mean, they must, obviously, if they're saying that. I love how now I'm talking about Return of the Jedi. How would that work? A forest moon would... Well, Andy, a forest moon would probably have It would still revolve around the planet, right? Probably trees on it. But it would would revolve around the planet, so how does it maintain that... uh, I guess it just gets real cold. Well, you know, it could also... uh, There's no... uh, that, that, That moon could spin. In place, in yeah. between the sun and the uh, yeah. yeah, all right, fair yeah, enough. maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it's true. Who knows what happens there? Well, I can certainly tell you that not a lot of interesting science happens there. Wow, there's no look. We need a we need a jingle for when Matt starts going after Star Wars. Since when? <laughs> Can you hyperspace yourself into another ship? I mean, the jump to hyperspace seems like you should leave regular space, right? And be jumping to the so-called hyperspace. Yeah. Oh, you're saying when they when he crashes the ship in the last one? Yeah. Yeah. 
but you said you also liked it. I really did. It's beautiful. But wait, but wait a minute. What didn't? Couldn't they just they jump into hyperspace and then he clicked off so that they were like in it? So she. it wasn't like, it's, she. So it wasn't much of a ram. Admiral Hodor. That was Diane. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Right. I was going to make her Diane Ladd for some reason. <laughs> Cheryl Ladd? <laughs> Diane, Diane Lane? Lane? That's who I'm thinking of, Diane Lane. All right. <laughs> I like Diane Lane. Okay, we should get her in something. That was the crime. And it has taken a huge toll on her. This is a long speech. I hope this ends with me getting my child back. Noble young man. And it must be rectified. He will return home. To the only home he's ever known. To the father that he loves. To you, Ando. Thank you, Captain. Please transmit coordinates for immediate transport. These people are super touchy-feely for a warrior race. I don't mind the costumes. Uh, you know, I thought that actually. The Tolarian costumes. Are I also good. like even when they have the helmets on, the security yeah. force. I'm like, I, I don't mind this. I'd like to see more of these. They're a Tolarians. little like the Draconians in uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. Did you ever watch that? No. I would love to make you watch that. Boy, you would have a, you would tear that to shreds. But I loved it so Thank much you. when I was a kid. I loved this when I was a kid. Yeah, I know. The smaller transporter room? Is that the same transporter room? It just looks smaller. It's a weird angle, I guess, we've never really seen. What's that thing on the side? What are the lights the on steps. the right there? What were lights where? What lights where, Andy? On the right. What, th- these? Yeah. That's, I think that's just a wall accent. <laughs> Why is there a, a step down? That's not the oh, exit, Well, you it? go up there. That's where all the isolinear chips are. <laughs> You know. That's a good explanation. <laughs> no, that is. Like, oh, is that you true? Know, when, they're like, when like data's reprogramming it to like... Yeah, I remember an engineering. Thing. That's all yeah. over there. No, no, no. That's all that happens over there. Oh. You'll see a lot of these chips okay. at some point. <laughs> Kissed him flush on the mouth. But he doesn't. He gives him a forehead bump. Which we saw, but earlier. he didn't see. He doesn't know that that means anything because so he was going, staring at a plant with right. Deanna Troy while that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Is going, what was that? Well, he kind of is acting through that. Kind of E.T. music here. Well, I did it. I'm finally a father. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Whatever. That's it, Matt. We did it. It's an hour, only an hour, 30, 90 minutes into the podcast. I'm so delighted by that fact. This is a short one, huh? Well, there was... I mean, did you have anything you didn't get to talk about? Not at all. <laughs> Me either. Um, okay. Let's get to it. Andy, it's time for some most valuable cast members. Crew members? We've never landed on that. Well, oh, I give away the cast... We give away the cast members. Crew. We give away the cast member thing on the on the Patreon. da da da, da. Just remember that this podcast is free. 
Um, yep. I'm going to say most valuable cast member might be the kid. Agreed. He, he did a good job, as you said. Not an official award. We're just doing very, it for no, fun. Yes. Um, most valuable crew member. It's Picard. The end. For doing what? For having a sternum that blocked that knife. <laughs> and thusly a, saving the captain's life. That's not a thing that he's done. He prevented war. Also, Beverly helped that, him with that. Beverly saved all those people. Mm-hmm. I think it might be Beverly. She put us on the red herring chase of the child abuse accusations. That is true. But that was more of a personality thing than a, a thing to do with her ability. Also, there's Troy. Look, they would have broken out into war had Picard not returned the kid. Nobody wanted to return the kid. Picard was the one who was like, we need to return the kid. Yeah, that's what he wants. How did he decide that, though? By getting stabbed in the chest and the child telling him that I was going to kill you because then I thought I could be killed because I would rather be dead than be Was Troy in the resolution scene? Did Troy help at all in the New. resolution scene? Weirdly, right? Well, that's she unfortunate. Been there. Yeah, she should have been there for that. <sighs> all right, fine. It's Picard. Way to go, Captain Picard. You've done it. Ta-da! You can't, you can't dispute it. He fixed the diplomatic issue. Diplomatic immunity. Yes, you. <laughs> the Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. Not what? working on it. We are never going to work on it. It is the Andes. Always will be the Andes. Stephen Rains, if you want to come up with a new one that's adjusted for no, post I like that. Season. I like that it shows okay, that we good. have no commitment to working on it. Very good. Um, Matt. Yeah. What are you giving it? Uh, you know, I give this one a solid two and a half. Two and a half? Not solid. I don't even know why. Fuck it. Two. It's a two. It's a two from me. Interesting. This episode for me really has little to no reason to exist. I'm giving it a two because I enjoy the performance of uh, David Hyde Pierce Jr. and <laughs> Cadden Picard. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything redeeming in this episode. I, look, I think there's a lot of like good, fun little moments. I really like the scene between Troy and Picard. Yeah, that was a good episode. A, a what, moment. What? what? Not no, a, Andy, not no, episode. no. That wasn't the whole episode. No. Um, I liked the 10 forward stuff. I thought it was silly. Um, and a, just a welcome... Uh, I didn't like that scene. A welcome bit of insanity. Uh, oh, by the way, insanity in, in, this in the 10 forward episode that, scene, or one of the scenes, Jada is playing 3D chess. Okay. And he is really trying to figure out the move and going back and forth. And I really want to know why is Data not just deciding, make this move, now I'm going to make this move, now I'm going to make this move. I think perhaps you're watching Data in a moment of trying to understand what his opponent was doing. Also, you don't know which famous 3D chess players he was trying to emulate there. Well, I still think you would have just made his Maybe decision. Maybe he was emulating the three most indecisive yet best 3D chess players. <laughs> Could be. He was doing an impression of the most indecisive chess players of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's what he does with violins. Fair enough. That's why he'd be so good at karaoke. Uh, I'm going to give this a two and a half. Half four. Half four. point bigger for me from I think than the performances me are fine. I think the costume was fine. You did it. It's fine. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I like it. Andy, I think you're right. Uh, 2.5 sounds right. Two for me, so that's a 2.25 total. Uh, You know what? You're right. I'm going down to a two. Oh, no. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that. 
It's a purposeless episode. It's not a terrible episode. No, I'm going to go back to 2.5 because of this. Oh, here we go. I like it. The dialogue, the acting, everything is fine. It's like reasonable. There's just like, why are we watching this? A thousand percent. That's the problem with the episode. Okay, there you go. Uh, All right, everybody, it's time for the trailer for next week's episode. It's going to be Remember Me. Again, remember, next week we might not be able to get the episode out in time. We hope that we do. I'll be in San Francisco on the weekend. If you're going to Wired 25, come see me and Dory uh, doing an episode of Excellent Adventure up there. What? How Um, how are you guys doing? I'm I'm never going on any of these trips. I'm the person that needs trips. You go go to London. You go into San Francisco with Dory. You just like all the traveling with all these people better than me, Uh, which is reasonable. Can't really dispute that. But I'd still uh, like to go on trips. Andy, you're welcome to go on these trips anytime you you want. Saying that, you know that it's more fun if you're going and performing a thing somewhere. For me, not for you, who's doing it constantly. (laughs) I also like have no. I'd rather be at home next weekend. Yeah. Honestly. There you go. I have a lot of stuff to do. This is where the irony is. Yep. Irony and whiny. Here we go. Remember me. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation, a helpless Dr. Crusher watches all her friends and family vanish. They're all gone? An unexplained force leads to an invisible massacre. There are now over 900 missing. Confusion turns to desperation. I need you to tell me if I've gone completely mad. Is it a deadly mind game or a real-life nightmare on Star Trek The Next Generation? Crazy. A lot of Beverly action in that mo- in that show. Oh, yeah, she's getting sucked out the front of the ship there. Uh, it's cuckoo bananas. Nuts. Remember me, everybody. Everyone, I uh, hope you tune in uh, when we do that episode, hopefully next week, uh, for what is bound to be at least three hours. You think so? <laughs> Why? Because I remember it being insane. Oh. I watch it sometimes. I can't tell if it's a terrible episode based on what you're saying. That's the beauty of it. You have to watch it for yourself. And everybody at home, you also have to watch it for yourselves. But Andy, we have a duty. And that duty is to the members of the United Federations of Planets President Circle for supporting us on Patreon. You guys are getting your shout out at the end of the episode. And here we are at the end of said episode. So, Anna, you have your list right there, Andy. I have my list over here. Very good. And uh, we're going to have to head in to the uh, President's Circle to go let everyone know. We have to get through here. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and join the Admirals Club. Hello, Admirals. Hi, guys. How are you? Sliding through. Excuse us. Over here. Yeah. This slide is shuffling by. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, this one, and uh, let's go oh, ahead and hit our president's circle. Here we are, Andy. The United Federation of Planets President's Circle. Ooh, they got banana splits today. Oh, how convenient. They prepared a menu mm, that is uh, very much like the episode I like, today. I, well, I assume they're linking I it mean, up. That must be they? why they're so it's quiet. Indeed. They're all just chewing. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, okay, now they're talking. Uh, so, Andy, it's time to say hello to some of our President Circle members. Let's do uh, this four pages. Let's do the first page. All right. 
Adam Rogers. Adam Z. Alan L. Alex, Alex F, not Axel F. You wanted it to be so bad. I really did. Al- dun, 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 dun. Alex Whitehouse. Amanda Bootwell. Amber Rehock. Amy Giles. Anders Peterson. Who made many of our themes. Andrew Burrow. Andrew Hook. Captain Hook. We can call you that when we're running off the names. <laughs> Andrew Ingram. Uh, Andrew Moberg. Andrew the Street Saint. Love it. Andrew Witzel. Angel Rivera the Third. Oh, Anthony Rideout. Ben McClarty. Ben Ben Roach. Sorry, I know. You said Ben Roach. I just got confused. Beth Harrington. Confused. Oh, he's just Brandon going. He's just going. Davis. I love it. Brent Allard. Brett Jarrett. Brett Euler. Brett Parsons. A lot of Bretts. Brian Gullett. Brian Hellman. Brian MC. Cameron Harris. Carolyn Land. Chris Casimiro. Chris, Chris Casimiro. <laughs> Chris Dybul. Chris Love. Chris... Uh, Needswides? Nideswides? Once again, if you would like a uh, phonetic... Uh, pronunciation, please put it in quotes in the middle of your name or on, after your name, like Chris Dybul did. Patreon. Uh, Christine Palmer, Christopher Colbert, or Colbert, and Christopher Malkowski, and of course, Christopher P. Gill. Thank you guys. Thank that you is, guys so much for your support. That is uh, A through C, uh, with two more C's to go. Uh, for next week, uh, thank you for joining us. And quite frankly, I, I'm just happy that. Uh, we made it through this episode. Me too. Because quite frankly, there's nothing worse to me than a mediocre episode of Star Trek that is not only not not only just mediocre, it's worse than mediocre, but it's not bad enough that it's good and fun to make fun of. That's true. That's how I feel about this episode. I think that falls into that category. Yeah. Well, all right. Andy? It's, it's very interesting. I'm beginning to wonder, like, two is so low. I think I went up to two and a half at the end, didn't I? Yep. Whatever the case... And it's really, like, quality-wise, it's all fine. It's just such a weird, like, what, how do they you know what say, it is? oh, it, this is going to be a good episode? It's competent. Yeah. And I guess it's like, ooh, it's going to be interesting to see Picard mix it up is the thing that drives it. And it's not. Got no, news for you. Not, not. But it is competent. And, Andy, we'll, uh, let's beam out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Disengage. <laughs>